Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Real Talk About Feminism podcast. This is episode 51, and we have a guest episode today. Yeah, I feel like it's been a little bit since we had a guest on. Yeah. So this is really exciting. In this episode, you guys will be hearing our conversation with the hosts of the Joy and the Journey podcast, Michaela and Sydney. We had a really great conversation with them. We touched on a few different topics, and we're really excited for you guys to hear it. Yeah, we talked about a really great article, which is linked in the show notes. So definitely check out that article. Um, it was really good. There's a lot of good like quotes, yeah, good bits to grab from there. <laughs> so um, yeah, definitely go check that out. Uh, before we get into the the conversation, how how's everything going for you? Fine. Um, we kind of talk about like in the episode, we're all just kind of like moving along. Mm-hmm. Um, my MacBook that I recently bought, I bought it refurbished, so it was not new, but um, <laughs> it broke. <laughs> no. So yeah, there apparently there's like a crack in the screen somewhere. I don't know how they found that, but I had to send it in and pay five hundred dollars for repairs. So I'm without a Mac, and it sucks. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly the same thing that happened to me. I bought Mm -hmm. my Mac and it was visibly cracked, but I was very broke in college out there. So um, I was like, oh, whatever, it's fine. And it wasn't that big of a deal. There's just a line down the screen. But then after a while, you know, editing and stuff. Well, if you guys follow our Instagram, then you saw Ken's making fun of me about my cracked because screen. Because you didn't think it was a big deal, but, like, it was such an eyesore. Like, it, was it an literally eyesore. distorted, like, the whole color and picture in that one <laughs> that crack. Was... Okay, but I I feel like that was karma. <laughs> yeah, because you bought a used Mac off Facebook Marketplace without a charger, might I add. No, but I'm saying karma for you because the same thing happened oh, to you now. I- Jeez. <laughs> Maybe. Basically, we both bought refurbished Macs and um, both ended up having to pay $500 to fix our screens. So maybe not the best choice. Yeah, but whatever. I love my Mac. I I'm like, mine. it's so worth it. I'm obsessed with mine. So yeah. But anyway, anything with you? Um, We matched on Bumble BFF. <laughs> yeah, we're both. Oh, my gosh. Speaking about Bumble for a second, I feel so dumb because... So I have only been on Hinge. I've been on and off of Hinge. This is so depressing, but I've been on and off and Hinge, uh, on and off of Hinge for like two years, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> that was so hard to get out. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, but I've been on and off Hinge for like two, two and a half years, and I was never on any other dating app other than Mutual, which is like a little small app that if you guys know, you know. Um, <laughs> but I decided to get on Bumble. Because I also wanted to try out Bumble BFF. Mm -hmm. And so, um, funny, me and Ken's matched on Bumble BFF. Literally so funny. I was like, Haley, what? Yeah, (laughs) so funny. We matched and then we said hi to each other on it. Um, But me and Ken's were talking this morning. And she was talking about how Bumble... Well, no, let me tell... Yeah, what happened? So, you called me. We were talking about Love is Blind Season 2, which... We're, I mean, I'm obsessed with Love is Blind concept, not season two, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but we were talking about it and Haley was telling me like she has an idea for a dating app that's like Love is Blind. It's, yeah. We're like, like people just send, send voice messages. Yeah. Or like in their profile is like voice memos basically. Mm-hmm. And then you swipe on people from there. Turns out it's already a thing. Someone else already had that idea, which kind of sucks. But 
we were talking about that yeah yeah and we were like we could make this like such a big thing like we were going yeah no I was about to post something on my Instagram story and say who knows how to build an app (laughs) and then I was like wait I should probably get ahead of ourselves yeah but so we were talking about that and then we got into talking about Bumble and how Bumble Ken's was talking about how Bumble is so like the first of its kind because the girls have to message first on Bumble dating on Bumble dating and I was shocked because I did not know that that was the case. And literally, this entire time I've been on Bumble, I've been so annoyed because I'm like, why is nobody messaging me? Like, I've been like, this is so annoying. Like, I just want guys to message me. Nobody's bold. And I almost updated my profile to say, nobody's bold. Like, somebody needs to be bold. And I was so glad that I did it. And I actually messaged a guy like a week ago, and he had paid to extend the match. And so I messaged him. I was like, why are you going to extend the match if you're not even going to message me? Girl. (laughs) It's so embarrassing. So embarrassed now. I didn't know that. I know. I was like, I literally am not even on Bumble dating, and I know that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. If you guys also didn't know this, um, then please uh, like message us on Instagram or something because I don't want to feel like I'm the only one that didn't know that. There's got to be someone out there who doesn't. There's got to be. I'm sure you're not alone. It was just. Funny. I just feel just so dumb. But anyways, yeah, we matched on Bumble BFF and I didn't even know about the whole concept of Bumble, but there we go. That's the update for me this there week. <laughs> well, with that being said, all of our little life updates, we're going to get into the conversation with Mac and Sid and we're so excited to have you guys listen. Let's get into it. Well, welcome to the show. We are so excited to have you guys on. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we're so excited. Um, Do you guys want to start by introducing yourselves to all of our listeners? Um, I'm Sydney, and I guess I'm the co-host of the Joy of the Journey podcast with Michaela. And I'm from Utah, hanging out, working. I work at an attorney's office, so, and then I do the podcast on the side, so it's been good. Cool. Do you want to go into law or is it just a job? Um, I love the law field, but I don't want to be an attorney. I've already been court through court myself and that it sucks. So I'm like, yeah, no, I don't want to be an attorney. I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) But I, I mean, I, it's going to be a long-term thing. So I'm excited. Just be like a paralegal and work for a bunch of the attorneys. So I'm excited. Yeah. That's That's really cool. So cool. Um, Michaela, do you want to introduce yourself? I will. I'm Michaela. I am the co-host for Join the Journey. I am originally from California, but I am up here at BYUI studying communications with a minor in marketing. So I love your guys' podcast, by the way. We listen to it and it's so good. Um, what made you guys want to start Joy in the Journey? So, fun fact, Sydney and I um, have known each other our entire lives. Actually, I think even our moms and I think Sydney's dad have known each other for our entire lives. Um, Her family and my family are from the same state. Her grandpa was my bishop. Like, growing up as a kid, he was my, like, first bishop that I had. And um, so we met through that and then we reconnected 
um, through social media when we both were out of high school and started talking about how we wanted to do something for the greater good and how we felt like we were being called to, to do something that we didn't really know what it was. And after a three hour conversation, we both were like, we want to do a pod, I want to do a podcast. And that's literally how this whole thing started. And we had a name within a week after us talking. It was just crazy because it all just like happened and it fell perfectly into place. So that's kind of like the rundown of it. Yeah, it was really interesting because like I put my story out there and I didn't I didn't know who was gonna reach out to me. I didn't know what was gonna happen. And then she texted me and she was like, I'm so sorry. We ended up talking on the phone for like, what was it? Like three hours or something. It was like some crazy amount of time. And then we like, we talked ever since. So it's been really good. It's been like a blessing for both of us. That's really cool to be able to reconnect through social media. Like, I, I don't know how long you guys like weren't talking, but it's really cool to just be able to like fall back into each other's lives. And I guess, like, we we still would talk, but it was, like, we would slide up on each other's stories and just be, like, uh, that's cool or it's so cute. I, I don't know. It was just, like, it was small talk. So, like, it wasn't, yeah. like, we, like, lost contact, but, like, we never really, like, I don't think we ever had a full conversation. It was, like, mm-hmm. super simple. So, yeah. No, we had never talked. She had gone to girls camp with me one year for our church. But we had never had like a full on sit down like conversation. It's like, how are you doing? Like we knew the basics about each other, but we never like had a formal conversation before. And I think ever since we'd known each other. Yeah. Yeah, I love that because a lot of times um, we talk about the the negatives about social media, but it's a really great way to connect with people. So mm-hmm. that's really cool that you guys got a really strong friendship out of it. Yeah. What is your guys's favorite topic that you've discussed on your show so far? Oh, I think the most interesting one that we've talked about is like the your Ukrainian stuff going on right now. That's like our most recent one. I think, I mean, I like all of our episodes that we've come out with, but I think that's like a hot topic right now. And just like how to stay positive. I, that's like our whole topic was for that one so I don't know what about you Michaela I was gonna say I think our whole topic in general is something we always come back to with our podcast is how to find joy in the journey kind of a play on words there but like yes life sucks and you're going to fall flat on your face but there's always that little pocket of happiness that you can find I like that, especially with the Ukraine and Russia situation. Like, I just can't even watch the news anymore because I just, like, watch it and feel sad. Like, I feel so helpless. I can't do anything. And, like, I feel bad that I don't have to go through any of that. Like, I have such privilege living here. And it's just really easy to, like, get depressed about the world situation. So I really like how you guys, in all your episodes, you have found a way to weave that theme in. Because it applies to everything. Absolutely. That's what I was thinking too. Like the entire episode that we filmed, I was just like, I can't look on the news. I get so frustrated. I'm like, I, the thing that I kept on saying the entire episode was like, why would someone do this? Like, this doesn't make any sense to me, like at all, but just being able, I agree with you, Mackenzie. Like, I feel like so helpless that I can't do anything about the situation, but 
you know, that's where it's just trying to, you know, do the best that we can here and do the most that we can and then just hope and pray for the best outcome for everyone. Yeah, I think that's pretty much all we can do. The biggest thing that we can do, just hope and pray that there's a good outcome to this. And yeah, I do like the reminder that there's always something to be positive about, even when the world does seem very dark, even just little things that we can cling on to, little things of hope or joy. It's so important. So I love that that's what you guys focus on on your podcast. Um, So you guys had brought this article. We're going to be, for all the listeners, we're going to be discussing this article um, during this, the rest of this episode today. And um, it's called When Women Don't Speak. And it's an article that was done. It's kind of like a, a study that they did. And the professors at BYU decided to analyze the female experience at a top 10 predominantly male college. And it was specifically for the accounting program. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of just off the bat, um, what were your guys' thoughts? What were your big takeaways from this article? I found this article through an assignment actually like a college professor wanted me to read this as a class for our class as an assignment and I was just really surprised because I was like I didn't think that this topic would ever be brought up because like I know the importance of like letting women speak but I never thought someone would actually do a study about it because in especially in the business world women are not talked about we do like there's no real like if a woman's high in power they're like oh you better watch out like she's scary but it's like no we all are just normal people and especially if someone is good at their job then they earn the right to be able to have that power and have that voice and that's ultimately like what I think this whole thing is talking about is that we all have a voice and we need to use it and we need to have the strength to use it because it could change someone else's life for the good. And so I was just super surprised about this whole thing, but I'm so grateful that they talked about it. Um, one of the points that I loved was change the rules. I love that point because I feel like, especially in today's society as women, we're no longer just labeled as housewives and mothers. Like, yes, that is something that women can do, if they want to, let's remember that, like women have the right to choose what they want to do. But like, if we can be more in this world besides a wife or a mother, we can be an entrepreneur, a CEO, like there's so many different things that we can do when we have the right resources, we use our voice for good. A quote that stood out to me and to give some context, in the article for our listeners, if I rem- remember correctly, the study was um, like observation of a group with women and men in the accounting department. And the women were constantly being talked over and not listened to. And the author was saying that even if it wasn't intentional or hostile, like in the men's perspective, if they weren't doing it intentionally, the women in the study group were still being overlooked. And a quote that the author said was, for women, having a seat at the table does not mean having a voice. And so for me, the whole time I was thinking like, yeah, 
just because a woman has a position of high power, like for example, a CEO, doesn't mean she's always taken seriously. And so I think it's important to remember like the stigma needs to change and women should be able to just use their voice and not have any backlash or like not be not taken seriously, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, I think it made me kind of think about um, an experience that I had at work and I won't get into it that much, but basically I was on a meeting with all men and obviously I'm young and I think because I work remote, so it's all over the phone basically. So I sound young and I just don't think a lot of people take me seriously. And so I was on a meeting with all men and I was doing most of the talking as the representative for the company that I was working for. And I was bringing good points to the table and I was answering all the questions that the other company had for us. And then they sent us a follow-up email and the guy who sent the follow-up email just said, thank you so much. And then named my boss for a meeting with me today and didn't say anything about me. And I was so frustrated because I was like, I was the one that was actually talking. And even though my boss was on the meeting with me, he really didn't say anything until the very end. And I was leading it, but then this other guy is not even going to address me at all in the email. And it made me so upset because I was like, you know what? Like, even though I was out there and I was putting in the work, I still wasn't getting recognized. And so just because I like, I think it relates to that quote. I had a seat at the table and I was on the meeting. I was talking, I was doing my part, but I didn't have a voice because obviously they weren't listening to me. Well, we're taught like in the job force or like the workforce that like men, men are to work and women are to stay home. And so when we do work, everybody's like surprised that we're there. And then when we bring good points to the table, everyone's surprised because mostly, you know, it's mostly men that work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really great point. Yeah. And I think that what both of you guys are saying relates like, um, Michaela, you said that just like we do have our freedom of choice. So if if a woman wants to stay at home and be a mother, then that's totally fine. And that doesn't mean that she's less of a woman or less of a feminist at all. But you're right, Sydney, like it's so ingrained in society that men are the providers and women are the caretakers. And to an extent, like biologically, we are made up of different things. And so it is there's some truth to it. But our generation has done such a good job at making sure that you can be whoever you want, no matter what gender you are. And that's totally fine. And so I think you're right. Like, it's something that people still almost, like, are confused about. Like, if you are a woman in business or in the workforce and you're speaking up and you're holding your own, but it's not something that's shocking because men and women can do the same things. Yeah. Yeah, another quote from the article to back that up um, was, rather than outright misogyny, um, the author says, it's usually cultural norms and gendered messages that subtly and profoundly shape the rules of engagement. So, like, even though it is becoming more common in the world for most women to work instead of be stay-at-home mothers, that part of society is always going to be with us. Like, even as women, like, that's just what we've grown up with. And so sometimes it, like unintentionally we accept that for ourselves like I think about you know sometimes you know back in the day it was such a bad thing for women to go to work it's like well the husband's not doing the best that he can but I look at my family 
where we my my dad was working is and still is like working his butt off to provide for us but it's also where you live if mm-hmm. even though like they're the father or the provider of, of the family is doing the best that they can sometimes just because of circumstances the woman has to go back to work and has to provide you know and my mom had to start going back to work after my little brother was born and that's okay because she still is an amazing mother and she still is very supportive of all of us and she tries to go to every single sporting event that she can and still support our like us as kids the best that she can but she has to go to work and that's okay I think that's another thing that needs to be like get rid of is just the stigma behind like both parents working. Like it is okay because ultimately both parents are working to provide a better life for their children. That is ultimately why, you know, both parents, both of my parents have gone to work and other parents as well. It's because they're trying to do the best they can to give give their children a life that they didn't have growing up and what they dreamed for. Like, is it ideal? Of course not. In an ideal world, nobody would have to work. We would all just be able to sit and relax, but that's not humanly possible. And so that's just something that it's, for me growing up, that's something that I looked at a lot and I appreciate yeah I like that and like nowadays like with cost of living being so high and like pretty much anywhere you're gonna live like a lot of people have to have two incomes and so I feel like even though like it is being more normalized like I feel like a lot of stay-at-home moms like maybe your mom felt like guilty going back to work because she didn't know if she'd still be able to be there for you guys like she has been and so I feel like also just like getting rid of or like not making moms feel guilty for like having to leave their kids right because that's something that a lot of people do nowadays too is they guilt yeah. trip them from missing out on these certain things when it's like um you know I, in ideal world a woman if, if a woman were to become a mother she would be able to be there for every single step that a child has but if that's not the case then everyone should just keep their mouth shut and respect where like know your place in society if your place is like especially for a woman don't bash on her for how she is choosing to live her life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I agree (laughs) yeah that's so important we talk about um the episode that's going to be released right before this we talked about uh gender stereotypes and that's one of the ones we talked about how a lot of times working mothers, there is that point brought up of like, oh, you're missing out on your child's life. And then you're looked down upon as a mom who works, but dads who work are like, and yes, there is that cultural norm that fathers are the providers, whatever, but not, it's rare that there's comments made towards the men like, oh, you're working so much. Don't you feel like you're missing out on your kid's life? But the second a mom wants to go out and work, then, oh, she's a terrible mother because she's missing out on her her child growing up. And so it is like a double standard and it's not okay. I think the biggest point that I took away from this article, and you guys might have taken away something different, but the article just talked about 
internalized misogyny and how unintentional it is. And most of the times it really isn't intentional, but it is still there. And like in this study, the women didn't feel like they had a voice to speak while they were in these study groups in their accounting classes. And they didn't do as well, but when they were surrounded by women in groups, then they did, they thrived. And that's just, I don't think that the men that were in their groups were meaning to look over the women and not listen to them at all, but it's just internalized misogyny. And I think it's just so prevalent in our world today. And we, like we talked about, it's just kind of, it's always going to be there. Mm -hmm. But when we talk about it and we have discussions like this, that's how we can recognize it. And that's how we can overcome it because it really isn't unintentional a lot of times. Yeah. But most of the time, most of the time it's still not okay. But the only way we can overcome that is if we do talk about it and bring awareness to it. I think that talking about it in port, like talking about it and like talking about like the fact that we don't appreciate not being able to speak shows that you're a leader. And I guess that's kind of another point that the article brought up as being a leader. Yeah, I love that actually, because it is hard to speak out. A, a lot of these issues, it's when you have to be the one to say something, then it really, it's not fun. It can be awkward. It can be intimidating. You don't want people to like judge you or think you're a certain type of way, but speaking out about it is the way that change is going to happen. And that's the case with any situation. There's got to be that person who's going to be willing to stand up and say, this is not okay. And it needs to change. And so I think that's, that's really powerful for both us and you guys and that we can come together with both of our platforms and we can come together and have this conversation because it is so important to talk about it. I think another thing that like I've been thinking about since we've started talking is how we are like our own bosses. Like the four of us, we are in charge. We can do whatever we want. We can say whatever we want. And there's no other way that we can grow unless we use our own voice. And I think that in this kind of community of people that do podcasts, a lot of the times that I've seen it, they've been women because like doing this kind of stuff from, you can easily do this stuff from home and you can easily start your own business and your own company from it and grow so fast when you use the right resources and when you put in enough time and enough effort. And so for me, it's just interesting to see how as women, we can impact from like our own homes, like literally from our beds if we wanted to. And I think that's something that's super powerful is just always remembering that we have that inner drive within us to make a change in this world. Because like we've talked about, this world is in turmoil. Like you look anywhere in this, and like in most countries, there's something going on internally that is putting a damper on that society, you know, and even on the entire world. Like we're all just sitting back and watching as wars break out, as like blood is being shed across the entire, you know, world that we live in. And I think being able to express our thoughts in such a way that we can, it can be a positive force can help improve that. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so true. Yeah, and I like what you said about like you can make change literally from your bed. 
like for us like it's really simple like Haley and I podcast together like we get comfy and it feels like we're just having like casual conversations Mm -hmm. but like I like to think we're still having an impact you know like we're still sharing our voice and like getting our opinions out there and trying to make change so I really like what you said like it doesn't have to be like you're standing on a podium in front of like millions of people like it can be really simple but it's important to just share your opinions Mm -hmm. and I think as Michaela was talking as well I I live by the motto of if you don't say it nobody's gonna know because nobody's gonna know what you're thinking unless you say it like you can't read other people's minds you know so speak up about it I love that yeah and like you don't know when you say those things you don't know who it's gonna help it could help just one person or impact just one person or maybe change the way that someone thinks and help them to be more open. But no matter what, you're going to help someone. And I think that that's what's so amazing. Like everyone's talking about just being the one who can stand up and say something, even if it's from your bedroom recording or we're in the basement, (laughs) like, you know, we can make change. And I think it's so powerful coming together all as women and just having these discussions. I think it's really amazing. I do too. I think this is something perfect. I love quotes. We always try and end our podcast on a quote. It doesn't have to be like anything crazy, but just something that people can remember. And I found one at the end. It says the goal the goal is to create a space where women can be seen as influential, can be seen as influential as their authentic selves. And that's by Jessica Pierce. And I love that because I think something that's so crazy to me and Sid is that honestly, we just portray ourselves as our authentic selves. Like what you see and what you hear on our podcast is just who we are. You know, we're just typical 20 year old girls that are just trying to find our way as we weave through life and we're just trying to um, scatter goodness to others and just show people like hey life sucks like we're struggling just as much as you are and it's okay because we're all gonna struggle and we're all going to somehow then find that inner self to want to change other people's viewpoints around us. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That was like a perfect quote to summarize the entire article. I agree. Well, why don't you guys plug for your show? What's your Instagram? Where can our listeners find your podcast? So we're on Instagram, Facebook. That's where we're most active is Facebook and Instagram I guess we're on TikTok and YouTube as well um and it's just join the journey.podcast so you can find us on there and then um we're on Spotify Apple iTunes and I think Amazon Music yeah Amazon Music so awesome Great. Well, thank you guys so much for having this conversation with us. And um, yeah, that was super fun. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. Make sure to rate and review and don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Talk Talk to to you next week. week.